0: You are listening to The Postcast, presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Join them for tasty food, cold drinks, and an awesome atmosphere at 779 Bank Street. And when you go, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. I feel for the Sens fans on the way back to the Glebe Central Pub, though, tonight, because it was a stinker for the final 40 minutes, at the very least. We'll get into all that and... There are a few silver linings from tonight's three-nothing Senators loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm Ross Levitan, alongside Brandon Pillar, as always. Pillsy, you said it. They won the first period zero-zero, and it was all downhill from there.
1: Yeah, a a really just disappointing game here. But I'm not even that, like, I wish I could be more angry, Ross, because the Sens played a decent game. They had possession. Even in the last two periods, I thought they were the better team over the Leafs. And the first period was a really great period. But ultimately, it's just three goals that kind of come on quick plays from... I mean, I, I don't even know that Leafs player that scored a goal. i would never heard of him. Nylander gets one as well. Bunting gets one on a quick uh, a whip shot. And that's that. And you start thinking, you, you hear that. Matt Sogard wasn't feeling well, and that's why he didn't play the third period. If he wasn't feeling well, it's kind of odd that he started this game in general. But maybe those were effects that happened later on in the game. But just a kind of boring battle of Ontario as the Leafs just Park the bus and cruise to a 3 nothing win here.
0: It was 0 0 after the first period. Ottawa, I thought, carried more of the play. There was some good forward checking each side, and uh, Ottawa probably came closer on a couple chances. Did you notice, by the way, twice Ilya Samsonov made saves under his pad on really hard shots? Um, uh, it was kind of a, a weird anomaly there. The more Notable one on Jake Sanderson backdoor on a three on one tic tac toe that wasn't finished off. The new baby bump is a real thing. Big time. Sucks to say, but Samsonov with the new kid a week and a half ago says it's the best week of his life and he goes out there and puts on a clinic. Although I did think the, the scoring chances weren't, you know, all sorts of great A's. That one in the third period on, on Debrinket probably is best flashing leather but at that point it's already 3 nothing in this game as well just overall bad hockey game bad 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 and the out town scoreboard was also yeah you guessed it pretty bad yeah just not not a fun
1: saturday night for Sens fans here as this is a game you're looking to get revenge after losing that shootout game again at home to the leafs just a little while ago that was another game the Sens really deserved to win I mean this one wasn't as dominant in the deserved to winometer for the Sens but if you look at all the advanced analytics even even just simple ones shots on goal faceoffs uh, those kinds of things like Senators had a decent game here it's it just couldn't muster anything and when you have so many guys injured There's only so much you can do, unfortunately. No no
0: excuses, but I did think this was pretty notable photo. They showed up in the press box. If you're just listening to this, it's Josh Norris. It's Thomas Shabbat, It's Jacob Chikrin. And it's Travis Hamnick all up there. You could also include Anton Forsberg being out of the lineup and the list goes on and on. Unfortunately, sorry, Parker Kelly, I cropped you out of this photo. (laughs) Um, He's sitting on Travis Hamnick's left, but it's just super unfortunate with the injury bug. But again, you have to be able to battle through it and and we saw what Ottawa was able to do with a few of these bodies in the lineup last uh, two weekends ago when they had 53 shots and fell in a shootout to the Leafs. This one though, I mean, we could nitpick. I could bring up the Zahorna goal where he's already like at the top inside the faceoff circle before John Tavares is off the ice on a quick change. I thought that you couldn't get into the play. Maybe it's that you can't touch the puck, which he didn't do. It was almost like whoever distributed that puck, it might have been Morgan Riley, where he just kind of looked like his controller died. He knew that there was too many men, but he's like, if I just hold it, I guess it's all good. Because Tavares was off by the time Horno got the puck. There's no disputing that but it just felt like he was able to put himself into a prime scoring area while the Sens defender was still kind of tracking Tavares as he went towards the bench. Especially, Ross, uh, the one like that frustrates me because it's all right together in
1: the ref's line of view. The puck is right there, the play is right there, the bench is right there. So that's one you'd like the ref to be a little sharper on. But, I mean, it is kind of a quick play and – Just when I think I understand the too many men penalty rules, I end up getting confused. And that was one of them where I was like, that kind of seemed like it should have been too many men, but they didn't even think to challenge it or it didn't seem like there was any question to have some sort of review. So that's a tough one for the Sens.
0: It's a tough game for the Ottawa Senators who outshot the Toronto Maple Leafs in this game. Although a little bit of score effects at the end, the Sens pulled their goalie with five minutes left, give or take it outshooting the Leafs 13-4 to in the third period when it was already 3 nothing. I wonder, Ross, uh,
1: I was going to tweet this out. I didn't get around to it, though. I wonder if that's the longest amount of time a goalie has been pulled in a game and no team has scored. Yeah. Right? Like, usually either the Sens would score after five minutes of an empty net or the Leafs would pot one on them. And that was five full minutes. I can't say I've ever seen a goalie pulled for five straight minutes and no goals scored.
0: When's the last time... In a battle of Ontario, where there were three penalties in the entire game.
1: Yeah, geez, not so much a battle as just a a, a quiet discussion of Ontario.
0: It was, yeah, they may as well have well done this in the House of Commons, and honestly. Just, yeah, <laughs> just spoken about it because, yeah, there there wasn't a whole lot of animosity. It felt like in this no. game, and it was kind of strange. Maybe just playing that recently. I'm I'm not sure how to uh, qualify it, but. Uh, Yeah, there just didn't seem like that typical bite or intensity that there is in a Battle of Ontario. We know that the one that's always played around St. Paddy's Day, that one always has a little extra juice, and we saw that a couple weeks ago. But this this just kind of felt like a little bit of the Walking Dead, which is unfortunate because Ottawa was coming off such an emotional win Thursday against Philly, where they tried to lose it in the third period, but emotions were there the entire game. They were playing physical and all that. But yeah. Just a, a poor effort tonight, all around, and you're going to have stinkers every once in a while. It's just uh, not the time and not the opponent to uh, to kind of not have your A game for tonight.
1: Especially Ross, when you take a look at the out of town scoreboard, like they really shot themselves in the foot here. Like even one point would have been a, a nice little victory, but no points, and seemingly every other team in the race had a good night. So very unfortunate for the Ottawa Senators
0: except for the Pittsburgh Penguins who lost in regulation. And as we kind of come to grips with the fact that the math is looking awful right now for the Ottawa senators, I think I'm like full hate watching the Pittsburgh Penguins praying they miss the playoffs for the first time in 17 years.
1: Yeah. I would love for the Penguins to miss the playoffs as well. Although the Florida Panthers, I think, would have a much harder time up against the Bruins than the Penguins would. Well, I don't know. I feel like neither of those teams has a good shot, so it doesn't no. really matter. No. The okay. Sens, however, if they got into the playoffs, oh, man, they would give the Bruins a run for their money.
0: It sucks that we can never see this team healthy. But I, I think the sentiment is pretty critical and, and positive overwhelmingly on Twitter where it's like, hey, There is so much to look forward to on ice, off ice. We can touch tomorrow or even Monday. I think it's more of a locked on senators podcast discussion about Ryan Reynolds being in there. He was spotted looking with a real estate agent in Chelsea. Great area to own a home, but um, that must, Hey, Alfie, enough of that. He's mad about this one tonight as well, but um, I'll just throw it back over to you in terms of maybe singling out a couple of guys or, Why don't we go through the scoring summary? We'll hit an ad and then come back. Because I do have a central standout for tonight.
1: Okay, cool. You want me to start the scoring summary? All right. So this this game is 0-0 heading into the second like we talked about. And then this is Nick Holden didn't exactly have a nice night here as uh, the pucks tipped into the zone. He kind of swats at it with his hand. I think is more of a quick reaction rather than him trying to make some sort of play. It just bounces up. So he's just trying to do something with it. And then it gets caught in Ridley Gregg's feet. Not much you can do for Ridley Gregg there. And Bunting gets it, spins, and just whips it past Sogard. I don't think Sogard was ready for that kind of velocity on that spin shot. So he was just caught kind of flat-footed and uh, a little surprised at that one. So that's how the Leafs open scoring.
0: Yeah, I didn't love that goal overall. Just kind of a flow play where they come into the zone. And, and you're hoping that Nick Holden maybe just like kind of puts it down in his feet, puts it onto his stick, maybe a little curl move, and and reverse the puck. Hey, it might be a lot to ask for him <laughs> at that point. But anyways, he probably, he basically did the worst thing he could have done, which is swat the puck right onto Benning's stick, uh, bunting stick. And, and then the Sens were just running around defensively. My next note, and it led up to that Zub penalty where ironically – the best chance was Matthew Joseph on a three-on-one good shoulder save from Samsonov yeah. on that rush. But the Sens were just running around big time after that. I thought the shorthanded chance kind of gave them some momentum. There was that really nice play by Brady Kachuk in tight. Nice zone entry by Giroux and Stutzla. A little one-touch pass each. And again, another that's the other one that went under Samsonov's pad. And you're like, how, how did he not get that through? But you got to give credit where it's due. Good goaltending there. And uh, and then it comes down the other way, Pilsy, and Uh, It's Nylander off, you guessed it, another failed clear from Nick Holden. Missed assignment in front. Nylander's got a ton of space, and and then Holden tries to close at the end, but can't in time. And um, It's all alone. It's not Sogard's fault per se, but when you get a piece of it as a goalie and it goes through you, it doesn't always look the best on TV either.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, this is the goal of the three Ross that I have the least issue with. It's Nylander. It's He's got a really nice uh, spot where he can shoot that puck. Nylander is going to score from that area with time and space more often than not. He's having a great season. So that one, again, I, I got a fault Holden on that. And it's especially frustrating, Ross. I feel felt like this was a game that the Ottawa Senators did really well in the faceoff dot, winning 55% of the draws. But winning the draw is one thing, maintaining possession is another. And that's one where they won the draw. And Holden just kind of, it's like a grenade on his stick. He just tries to get rid of it as soon as possible and doesn't get a good clear. And that allows, essentially, the Toronto Maple Leafs to win that draw because now they're set up at the point just like they would like to if they had won the draw cleanly. So... That was tough. I noticed three or four times where the Sens get the win, but they just get out muscled right after. So it doesn't matter. It negates that faceoff win.
0: And the Ottawa Senators were icing a very young defensive core in tonight's game. But the irony being that the one veteran they had was the reason why both those goals, t- maybe more or less, I don't want to single them out, but certainly mistakes from number five led to each yeah, of that's the first fair. Two goals on this one. I, I think it was something like 1150 total games and Nick Holden's played like 550 of them. Certainly about half of the total games played was about that. After the, uh, the central standouts will also touch on all four Nodak accents. Yes. One, two, three, four, all of them in the lineup tonight for the first time. Cool moment. Great photo. They got in warm up. We'll give some analysis on those players at the end of today's show. But before the end of the second period, we already kind of discussed this goal, the Redeem Zahorna goal. It was Jake McCabe, the defenseman, who kind of just stopped, waited, saw Zahorna was able to get kind of a jump off the bench. And uh, he makes no mistake, Pilsy. You said you did have a problem with this one, with the goaltending style?
1: Uh, Yeah, I didn't love this one because that's one, it's Zahorna. It's a low blocker shot and... I'd, I'd like for Sogard to at least get a better piece of that, especially a big goalie like him. You'd like to see a save there. So that's another one where Sogard, it, it did kind of seem like he didn't have his jam the way that he did uh, the last couple games. So, That's unfortunate, and maybe, like DJ Smith said, it could very well be a big part that he wasn't feeling well, whatever that illness is. It's pretty hard to play a full 60 minutes if you're not feeling 100%, uh, no matter what kind of injury or health thing it is. So, unfortunate, but that's the way this one goes down, is that's the final goal of the game.
0: And we're about 19 hours away from another game. The Senators taking the plane to Columbus tonight, where they'll take on the Blue Jackets tomorrow. The Blue Jackets were embarrassed this evening. 7 nothing from the Florida Panthers. And if yeah. you want to look and, and just kind of zoom in on this stretch of schedule, the Panthers lose to Ottawa, but then go and beat the Leafs, and then go and beat the Blue Jackets. So Ottawa's failed the first half of that mission to keep track with the Panthers. and Now they go in to Nationwide Arena tomorrow where that damn cannon hopefully goes off the same amount of times as the Sens goal horn went off tonight. It was a 3-0 loss for the Senators against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The season series ends 1-2-1 for Ottawa against Toronto. The Leafs go 3-1 against the Sens. Of course, that shootout loss in there. The Sens got a 6-2 win in Toronto. And they lost in Toronto 3-2 in the second game of the season after losing in Buffalo. And of course, tonight, 3-0. The score, although Ottawa again, like I said, did get the shot total thirty-one to twenty in this game. Sen's power play goes over two. The penalty kill goes one for one. Uh, apparently, there were sixty-eight hits in that in this game. I don't buy it, but the Senators yeah. twelve blocks. The Leafs had twenty-two. All right. Before we get to our Sen Central standouts, of course, the postcast is brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. It always is. The postcast is the perfect place to unwind. After a game, well, where do you unwind after work? How about the Glebe Central Pub? Because the Glebe Central Pub is right in the heart of the Glebe. Tasty food, great drinks, and they always have something stimulating. Whether it's open mic nights, live comedy, live music, whatever it is, they always make sure that you put a smile on your face when you walk through their door and also when you step on their bus. Because the Glebe Central Pub has the bus going to every remaining Senators um, home game this season. So, get your tickets on the website, glebecentralpub.com, glebecentralpub.com. Go check them out at 779 Bank Street and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. It's the Glebe Central Pub. Go check them out. Let them know Locked On Sense sent you.
1: And we're also brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. AG1 is a great way to stay healthy, guys. I've been all over it. It's a part of my routine, Ross. I had some today. I was feeling a little hungover from the night before. But a great way to get 75 vitamins, minerals, whole source superfoods, probiotics, and more is just one scoop of AG1 in your cup of water every morning. Guys, you got to check it out. It's something that I find tastes great, even though there's hardly any sugar in it, and it has so many health benefits. That's why I love AG1. And it's so simple because it's just one scoop in your cup of water every day. And whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's good for you. So check it out at athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health with Athletic Greens.
0: All right. Locked on Senators. And I also want to say, use the promo code sens 40 at Farm to Fork. Like, the deal is absolutely wild. You have to go Oosh. check out Farm to Fork, Farm to Fork. We love all of our sponsors here on Locked on Senators. All right. nothing the score. Pilsey. it was a good first period. Yep. And there were a few good players. Who's your Sen Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub?
1: Well, I'm glad you passed it over to me because I don't have many. Uh, I'm going to go with the captain on this one, though, because Brady Kachuk, he still manages to do what he does almost every game. Ross, six shots on goal, seven hits. He ends up going 50% in the dot, and I thought he did a really good job of trying to keep the pace going here. He was not only getting shots on net, he was setting guys up. Um, I thought... If anyone had a good game and usually shows up to the Battle of Ontario, it's Brady Kachuk, and he did it again here. So that is my Central standout.
0: hope he's all right. I'm glad you brought him up because he went knee-on-knee with Luke Shen towards the end of the game. I hate to say it, but Luke Shen was kind of a type of defenseman they needed. You you could see he was boxing out well tonight. But, uh, yeah, hopefully Brady's all right. He did come back and finish the game, but you wonder how much is adrenaline and how much is uh, an honest ability that he's all right and he'll be ready to go. Tomorrow, I like that call though, Pillsy. I thought he was good, and and you mentioned it. The stats are always eye popping with yeah. the six uh, shots and seven hits. My uh, my locked on, or so, sorry, not my locked on player, but a guy who I had to be locked on all game, tremendous, and he got his respect from the Sportsnet broadcast. It's Jake Sanderson. Like, yeah. how can you yeah, not I be see. impressed with him over and over? And over again, people mentioning in the chat, like he, Ali saying he's going to be my favorite player soon. Like, how can he not be so much fun to watch so smooth coming out of the zone? And just like he did in college, just like he did at the U S national team program, he comes in as a solid defensive defenseman. And then as he gets more comfortable, he starts dancing in his own zone. The escape routes he takes on zone exits is incredible. The way he facilitates offense, the way he's quarterback in the top power play unit, it he he's gonna be a 50-point defenseman in, in my opinion. It might be as soon as next season. And not like, crazy. I, yep. I just don't know where the, where the limit is on this guy. When you look at every single intangible that he brings, and and man, the skill just pops off the page. So um that's probably one of the biggest signs of optimism, right? You look at the decor in there tonight, so much inexperience. The, the oldest guy outside of Nick Holden and, and I guess Artem Zub as well was 23 years old. And it was Eric Brancher. They have four guys, 23 and under, in the lineup tonight as an NHL defensive core. I don't know how often that happens at any team in the NHL level. So uh, Jake Sanderson played, uh, I think, he, of course, he led the Sens in ice time, but 26 38 plays power play penalty kill had six shots on goal tied Brady for the game high two blocks two hits and uh yeah just awesome awesome player and uh it was somehow even only him and Zub were even and everyone else had a couple dashes next to their name as well so uh shout out to Jake Sanderson sick player
1: yeah I thought he had a good game too Ross and it just like nothing shakes this guy up like even though he kind of emerged uh, as a number one defenseman even with Shabbat healthy when he goes down, when Chickens down, Hamannix down, he's he's unshakable. Like he's so calm, cool, and collected every time he has to make a big, simple play. He's able to do the responsible choice. He's able to bring the puck up the ice. He's showing that he's not just a smart, reliable defenseman. He can quarterback a power play. He can get things going offensively. You see his skating ability night in and night out. So, yeah, definitely got to go with uh, Jake Sanderson as a central standout. Ross, that was a good one. And not only is his offense looking good, but... How about that diving block to stop the Leafs from scoring on the empty net? That was an insane move. He's literally jumping, and he does like the Bobby Orr, and he gets in front of it, and it hits him. So I was happy to see that, even though, I mean, that's a goal that makes it 4 nothing instead of 3 nothing in the grand scheme things. It's not a huge deal, but he doesn't want to see that puck go in again, so he's battling out there. At boy hot- Sandy.
0: And Hot Lunch mentions he's Scott Niedermeyer 2.0. I know people are, are quick to you know, poo-poo or whack-a-mole any take when you're comparing guys to Hall of Famers, but we talked with Craig Button right after he was drafted. There's just that innate skating ability that just looks so yeah. effortless. But then, unlike Thomas Chabot, not to pick on Shabby, who's been playing lights out before the injury, but Sanderson, his it just feels like, the pace is is there with the feet. Like Shabbat has the the pace, but then it feels like when he gets the puck, he needs to think about what he's gonna do with it next. Yeah. Whereas with Sanderson, it's all just just the internal clock and knowing who's gonna be where when. It's it's sick to watch. And I, I feel like Ross, Shabbat kind of uses the blue line as like I don't know if this is the best
1: analogy, but he uses the blue line as like a yellow light. Like when he hits the blue line, he slows and waits. Whereas Sanderson, that's a green light. Like he's carrying the puck in, he's pinching, and he's allowing trailing players to come into the play. And even on the power play, like when Shabbat's carrying the puck up ice, it's yellow light all over the place. He's slowing down, waiting to do that drop pass. Whereas Sanderson, I feel like doesn't rely on that as much, and he's able to make quick decisions whether, okay, do I do the drop pass or do I keep going? Whereas Shabbat, just like, there could be four penalty killers behind Shabbat and he would still do that drop pass every time. So that's one thing where I definitely think Sanderson is uh, able to carry the puck up the ice a little bit better than Shabbat.
0: Shout out Leafs fan Fred in the comments. He's getting smacked around like a tetherball at the beach. It's uh, awesome to see the, uh, the chirps coming back from Ali, from Kara and Graham. Everyone's just putting them in his place. But we appreciate the view, buddy. Feel free to throw a couple shekels in the guitar case on your way out of the first round for the fifth straight season in a do or die game. Wow. Do we even count the Columbus five-game debacle as playoffs? I mean, uh, Ross, the
1: Leafs have so many round one exits. We can count it. We cannot count it. There's so many stats to go around to prove the point that they choke every year in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like we said last week when Ottawa was smacking around the Tampa Bay Lightning, I'm going to be their biggest fan in about a week and a half. So. Love to see it. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate it. Pilsy, uh, Nodak sends all four of them. You want to kind of rifle through each one? Let's start up front with the singular forward. What would you think of Shane Pinto's game tonight?
1: I mean, nothing spectacular, Ross. I thought he he did a decent job. I, I can't even really think of one play that kind of stands out to me for Shane Pinto here. I, I thought of the three he kind of flew under the radar the most here. Four. Or four, sorry, four. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah, obviously Sanderson, uh, uh head and shoulders above everybody else. Big time. Um well, so we've already talked about him. So let's go with Tyler Clevin. Dash two, I think, is is a little bit harsh when you when you kind of look at how the goals developed. I don't think he was kind of the main no. reason. He did have that one bad giveaway where he fanned on it at the offensive blue line. But yep. then I thought he did a decent job of getting on his horse and making Agreed. sure that it wasn't a scoring opportunity down the back end but I think that what I've been most impressed with Clevin is he he feels like he actually has some poise with the puck I thought he was going to kind of gr- hot grenade it every once in a while as he kind of got his feet wet but um, from that standpoint, I've been impressed. He hasn't really used his physicality much, so I will say that. No, he really hasn't, which I thought he would. I wasn't expecting a K
1: train uh, absolutely destroying a guy in the trolley tracks. I wasn't expecting that. But I thought we would see, you know, a, a good knocking a guy off the puck uh, in the corner type hit here or there. But like we've mentioned when you're a new rookie defenseman coming into the NHL, the last thing you want to do is try to set up a big hit and take yourself out of the play. So I don't mind that. And I th- I feel like Ross, he does a good job of anticipating what he needs to do before the puck gets to him. Like when it's dumped into his corner, like you mentioned, it's not like he's panicking and just like, I don't care where this puck goes. I'm getting rid of it. Like he already seems to know, okay, I've got a good option here, not a good option here. I'll pivot my body uh, position so that I can use that smart, reliable option. So I've been impressed with Clevin's game so far, albeit only two games in. But he hasn't made any glaring errors, which for a young defenseman, put under the pressure that he is in this situation with injuries all over the decor. You got to tip your cap to him.
0: And what about Jacob Bernard-Docker? First game in a long time with him in the NHL.
1: Yeah, we had mentioned maybe we'd like to see Lassie come up, but I'm glad they did bring JBD up. It was really cool to see the four Nodak sends. Like, that's – the scouting team for Ottawa has got to be grinning from ear to ear seeing that because they love their Nodak sends and all of them. It's not that crazy, Ross, like – when you think about the path that they've taken, that this moment has arrived so soon, like they're all studs. Their development have been going really well for all of them. Like I would say maybe JBD has been a little later coming along, but they're all right where you want them to be. And JBD, He starts off this game, his first shift, a really big hit along the boards. I like seeing that. And similar to Clevin, just making good, smart plays. I can't really think of one time where JBD really got burned or I I wasn't happy with him. So a nice game for JBD, who earns a spot back in the big show here.
0: And he'll be in the lineup tomorrow as well for the Ottawa Senators. Tonight was game 14, but it was also JBD's first game since January 21st. So it had been more than two months since the last time that uh, that he'd played an NHL game. Uh, it's going to be a quick turnaround. Uh, I guess Cam Talbot is going to be the guy in goal, but one option, if Mad Sogard can't go, of course, left this game, didn't play particularly well as uh, he let in three goals on 16 shots through two periods. But they might have a little secret weapon. He is one of the silver linings I alluded to earlier, Levy Marilinen. Back in the Bay of Quinty area after leaving Kingston of what I'm sure he would say probably a little bit less than what he expected. Goes back to Carpat, leads the, the Liga, men's pro league there in shutouts. He comes back. Oh, shutout. 41 saves. He looked incredible from the few highlights I saw.
1: I mean, a 41-save shutout up against the Toronto Marlies. Like, who cares the Leafs shut out the Ottawa Senators? The real story here is the Belleville Senators shut out the Toronto Marlies.
0: Sens win 4-3 on aggregate.
1: Yeah, true, true. I like that, Ross. Good call. Yeah. Definitely, uh, we're, we're big soccer guys, so the on aggregate is uh, is clutch here.
0: Sens organization wins 4-3 on aggregate tonight. Thanks, Levy. <laughs> um <laughs> Would you like to see him get in a game? Absolutely. Like, at this point, why
1: not? And, uh, Ross, this is kind of giving me shades of Mads Sogard coming over uh, from Europe and having an absolutely incredible start in the AHL. When Mads came over, he went 7-0 and in Belleville to finish off the season. So, maybe Levy can have that kind of magic and. Honestly, it's like the Dylan Ferguson story. Sometimes you just got to toss a hot goalie in there. I don't care what his experience is, how old he is, what his draft position is. Who cares? If he's dialed in, get him in there.
0: I don't see why not. He looked good tonight. Especially if Sogard, like, this is going to be a lingering thing. Yeah. I'm super curious. What happens there? I'm also curious to know what happens after this season with Zach Stabchuk. Another goal tonight. Two goals in two games for astapchuk mm-hmm. uh, in the WHL playoffs. We'll get into that more on Monday's Locked On Senators. Tomorrow we will have a postcast for you. It is a 5 o'clock start. Am I right tomorrow?
1: 6 o'clock for Six us o'clock. people on the Eastern time zone.
0: So we will have a postcast after that game. And then we'll chat on Monday and get into some more in-depth coverage on the sale and some more long-term things with uh, a busy week coming up and busy two weeks. Soak it all in. It's it's a fun team to watch. Of course, a bit of a stinker tonight. Pilsy, any final thoughts from you?
1: Final thoughts are, thank God they have the Columbus Blue Jackets up next. Like, that was just a flat, disappointing game. So give me some more Columbus Blue Jackets, especially. I know the Sens are on the second half of a back-to-back, but – I feel like Columbus on the second half of back-to-back is uh, down bad more than the Sens are. And you talk about Sens injuries, that is also a very injured Blue Jacket team. So I'm going to be hoping the Sens at least can get uh, not only a win, but a big morale boost too. Like if Florida goes in there and beats them 7 nothing, you got to go in there and have a big game too.
0: Yeah, you really do. And we're going to find out very soon. We'll see you all in the postcast tomorrow. Thanks so much for making Locked On Senators your first listen of the day. Plenty more content on our YouTube channel to check out from interviews, Send Central, standouts, citizens, and more. You can find all those playlists on YouTube, Locked On Senators. You can also find the podcast on your favorite audio podcast platforms. Make sure you like, subscribe, and rate five stars. Loving all the zoob, Five star comments. So keep those coming. They're they're a treat to see day in, day out. And appreciate everyone who joins us live in the postcast. We either vibe or we vent. And it was a bit of the latter today. What will happen tomorrow? Stay tuned. But for tonight, we say goodbye. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. And this has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast and the Glebe Central pub. The Glebe Central pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Visit them for tasty food, great drinks and a cool atmosphere at 779 Bank Street. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.